0: Welcome to the Worship Place Podcast. We are thankful we can worship with you and pray this message blesses your day. We look forward to seeing you in person next service. So how many of you want to be reminded of your place in the world? Like that's so easy to forget. In the monotony of life, to forget our importance So I want to remind you of your importance this morning. Each and every one of you hold a key um, to how the whole world atmosphere is going on. Um, Many Christians like to sit looking at the news and just shake their head and say, look at this, I can't wait for the Lord to come. With no regard to the sinner being saved. Like, every time you say, I want the Lord to come, that means I, all I care about is me. Whatever family members that I have that aren't saved, they can rot in hell. And whoever's doing all these sinful things, they can rot. But that's not why Jesus came. So when, you're, when you see things on the news or when you read them on the news, I want to tell you what your place is on this, in this world as a Christian, and as a child of God. You, you know, this story is so old, and I'm going to be very short because everybody in this room knows this story. And it's the story of Satan getting two, the first two people on earth to not only disobey God by eating the fruit from the one tree, one tree in the whole garden that bore fruit, and not Satan not only, or Lucifer not only at that time, convinced them to disobey God, but he convinced them to obey him. And in that moment of time, he became their master. In that one moment of decision, of alignment with against God, not only just disobeying God, but a greater offense, which is happening every time that we disobey God, then we are obeying Satan. Your master switches and now the repercussions of what the obedience is against God came upon them. So in this moment, everything that they had, remember that God had made the earth for man for them to rule, and for them to take over, to name all the animals. They were in charge, Adam and Eve, the representation of all men and women everywhere. The first ones were there, and they they were in charge of the earth and its caretaking. Now, they lose it in that one moment. They lose it. Now the land doesn't work for them. They work for the land. Now the woman has pain in childbirth and god forbid that was a bad curse so um and all the animals now they eat each other they you know the the violence of demonic obedience begins its pathway through mankind when jesus comes and satan meets him in his fasting To tempt him, and he says, all the nations of the earth, I will give you. If you'll just bow down and worship me. Jesus at that moment did not say, you don't have all of the earth. He just said, get thee behind me, quoted a scripture, get thee behind me. Man shall not live by bread alone, right? So we know the word, he's just slapped him with the word, but he tells him nothing of his purpose. Now, remember, the devil knows prophecy better than we will ever know it. Because in the, it had been prophesied in the 400th year there would be a baby born, a Messiah. There, there had been prophecy. So, what does the devil do in the 400th year but have um, Herod kill all the male babies? Okay, so Satan never forgets prophecy. We might let it come and go, but he knows what year. It was pro- prophesied, and that was the year he kills all the Israelite male children, right? So here we are again. Jesus is there. The devil knows this is not—they don't know. He doesn't know what. His plan is, let's just kill him. Then he's dead. The Messiah is dead. He doesn't know the inner plannings of the work of God. That's why a lot of times prophecy is not totally revealed. It may have to be revealed to you. And then you watch how you say it. Because Satan is not aware of the plans because it's spoken in code. How many know when you dream, your dreams are coded. When they come from the Lord, they're coded. You have to decode the dream. White, the color white may represent purity. Um, It could represent death. It could represent, there's so many things. So each thing, each you have to kind of, with the Holy Spirit, who the Lord says he is the interpreter of all dreams. So with the Holy Spirit, you decode that dream and break it down to its component parts for understanding. Well, that's why prophecy is done that way. So when Jesus came, the devil is unaware that killing the King of Glory is the grand plan. So he sets this whole thing up thinking, wow, we're gonna do away, ha ha ha, this is a great plan. So what happens when that follows through? All this time, man does not have authority over the earth. The earth is doing as it will. Jesus is dead. Satan rejoices, but he's concerned about a bunch of things happening. But within those three days, Jesus goes down into hell. And what does he bring out? The keys, which are the authority. And when he comes back up with the keys, he says to his disciples, all authority has been given unto me. And what does he do with the keys? He places them back in the hands of man. He gives them right back to Peter. And he says, man is now in charge of the earth again. So that's why it is essential for you to play your part. What are we supposed to do? We are to reign as kings and priests. How does a priest reign? Through intercession and prayer and calling for mercy from God. How does a king reign? In declarations and decrees. This is not going to happen in that situation. I decree in the name of Jesus, you will fall. That's coming up. This situation is going down. You evil spirit, get behind me. And this is how we, we the mess that the earth is in, a good portion is that of that is the church doesn't know their place. Our place is to control the atmosphere. We went through a few years there back in the... 80s, I think, where all, the, on, the only word that was said to us was Jesus is coming. Don't go bother to go to college. Don't bother to you know, run for an office. Don't bother. Jesus is coming. But what that did was set the church up for a grand setup because we're not supposed to live that way. We're supposed to remain clean. We're supposed to go out and preach the gospel and save as many people as we can. Deliver. Set free. Grab them out of the pit of hell. So, when we just said Jesus is coming, that relieved us from any act of duty upon this earth. And I'm telling you right now that if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you have a duty to fight the fight. Christ gave us a commission go ye out into all the world, preach the gospel. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Deliver from demons. Deliver from evil spirits. Deliver infirmities. So, this is your place. When you see the news and you see the bad declarations and the, oh, the horror of the things that are happening. I want you to start declaring around situations. My God, I'm asking you to start revealing every place where there's human trafficked people. God, reveal them to the lawmakers. Let the neighbors find out. Let them call, set these people free. It happens so easily when you set your mind to recognize. Let me tell you this. Authority must be understood within oneself. Yes. So if, I, if a policeman tells someone to get on the ground and they sound the slightest bit iffy, they're not going to do it. Why do they train them to say, get your hands up, get on the ground? To show, I'm going to do something if you don't do that. It's authority. But what we also have is the equivalent of a policeman's gun because that's power. So we have, the, we have the authority to tell the enemy what to do. But we have to know we have it. Because if we don't, aren't convinced, he's not convinced he has to leave. He doesn't play by rules. He doesn't obey rules. The Bible calls him a lawbreaker. He breaks rules. He goes in places he's not supposed to be. He comes into your children after you brought them to church all their life. He comes into all kinds of situations where he's not allowed to be. So don't put, don't trust him. We speak with a power and authority. So when you recognize, I have the authority to tell you what to do next. And I also have the power in the name of Jesus The Bible said we stand in heavenly places in the third heaven. What does that mean? The devil and his angels are in the second heaven, right? He's already under our feet if we start declaring up there with Jesus in the third heaven. If we're sitting in heavenly places making decrees and declarations, Satan is already under our feet. So I just want you to know. Yes, the church's responsibility is to control the atmosphere in a room. When a parent walks into a room with fighting children, they come with the power and the authority to shut it down. That's what God's people are on this earth. We're to go out in dark places where everybody else is afraid to go. And we walk out there with no fear but with courage. And even though fear is present, we look at it, we acknowledge it, and we say, nothing you say or do matters to me. I'm still going forth. I'm still going to do what I'm called to do. So every person sitting on this on these pews, if you start Spending time in the presence of the Lord. And you gather this authority and this power. Then when you hear something on the news, it starts a train. By the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that spirit is going down in that city. And that's going where I declare the mercy of God and the blood of Jesus to start bringing peace to this situation. And then the whole world is yours to pray and declare and decree. And then you understand then God starts blessing you because he doesn't bless you when you just sit and stare. He gives blessing to the people that actively pursue his will being done on this earth. God bless you in Jesus' name.
1: How many remembers when the Lord said, Occupy till I come? That doesn't mean take up space. It means take back territory. In World War II, when the Germans came into France, it was called occupied territory because the enemy came in and occupied it. Guess what? You are the enemy of the enemy. And our job is not just to be a placeholder. Our job is to take back. Territories that the enemy has stolen in Jesus' name. Let's stand. I love that. Stand. Let's stand together. We're going to dismiss our children at this time for Sunday school. And I want to turn your attention to the book of Lamentations. I'm going to read from the fifth chapter of Lamentation, and I'm going to read from the NLT version uh, this morning. Then we'll read from Psalms 51. Verse 7 through 13, and then Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 and 4, 1 through 4. So Lamentations chapter 5 and verse number 14 through 16 reads this way in the NLT version: The elders no longer sit in the city gates. The young men no longer dance and sing. Joy has left our hearts. Our dancing has turned to mourning. The garlands have fallen from our heads. Weep for us because we have sinned. Psalm 51. The prologue to the psalm, I want to read verse 7, but the prologue, what's written before the first verse says this. To the chief musician, a psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet went to him after he had gone in to Bathsheba. Everybody say after. after. So after the sin is committed, here comes the prophet. This is David writing now a song about his own personal failure. Verse number 7 says purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean wash me and I shall be and I shall be whiter than snow make me hear joy and gladness that the bones you have broken may rejoice Now God's not a mafia boss but sometimes he breaks stuff. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you." Now Ecclesiastes 3.1, you're gonna recognize all of this. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. My subject this morning is, it's time to dance. Let's ask the Lord's blessing. (laughs) Precious God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for the power of your spirit today. We ask you, Lord, to move mightily in this house, touch every life and every heart, those that have been dealt heavy blows of disappointment and failure, and demonic attack. Those, oh God, that are suffering because of wayward children and families. Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Amen. Praise God. Smile at somebody and you may be seated. (laughs) It's time to dance, everybody. One of my closest friends in middle and high school, his name was Ralph Vargas. You remember Ralph? His mama called him Ralphie. I never called him Ralphie. I said, Why didn't you call him Ralphie? I didn't want him to call me Glenny. But Ralph, you know, in my, from my perspective, Ralph seemed to have it all. Number one, he played an instrument in a garage band. Secondly, he was like my little brother. He always had a girlfriend. (laughs) Number three, he drove a a Chevrolet C10, I think they called it, a step-side, short-bedded pickup truck, Back in those days, we would lower the trucks down. Now they raise them up. But back then, they lo- over there, they lowered them down. And it had true spoke wheels on it. True spoke wheels. They're real chrome spoke wheels. It was cool. And uh, I remember one time Ralph invited me over to a party that was happening. I think it was at his grandmother's house. And so, you know, we got there, and there was three, at least three generations of Vargas's. There was, you know, elders, and there was parents, and then there was teenagers, cousins, and friends, and I was there. And they broke out the food first, and it was menudo. Now, that didn't freak me out, because I'm from an Italian family. And, you know, in Italy, it's called... uh, uh, it's called, uh, what's it called? Uh, tripe, tripe, something like that. You know what? And uh, so I ate it. I enjoyed it. Kind of the same thing, just a little bit different broth, but it tasted great. Then somebody turned on the music and everybody started to dance. The old people danced. The parents danced. And I'm just looking around. And then... Ralphie steps onto the floor and breaks out the moves. I'm going to tell you, of all of the things that I thought he could do well, I mean, he was the best dancer in the room. Michael Jackson was a cartoon back then. And he just really danced. And I, I couldn't help but envy just for a moment there, thinking, man, I wish... I had everything going on in my life that Ralph has going on in his. And and then I remembered. And I started to take it all back because just a few years earlier, Ralph's older brother had been drafted and sent to Vietnam. And it was never talked about in their family, but it was in the neighborhood. And that was how his brother was mowed down by machine gun fire, friendly machine gun fire and died there in Vietnam. It broke his mother, it broke his father, and I am sure it, it broke him. And, uh, and I said that to say this, sometimes you're so busy fighting, learning, trying to survive the storm that we forgot how to dance in the rain. And I'm going to tell you something, If you wait until life eases up on you to celebrate, you're never going to celebrate because the enemy's going to pour the pressure on you. But if you can learn how to dance, if you can learn how to shout, if you can learn how to celebrate in the sunshine and in the rain, when good things are happening and when challenging times come, then I'm going to tell you something. You're going to be exactly where God wants you to be. The church doesn't have an off-season. Be instant, in-season, out-of-season. I said the church doesn't have an off-season. Celebration is always in order. There's always a place for worship. It's always time to dance. Come on, hallelujah. Jesus said, We have piped and you haven't danced. It's time to dance this morning. Would you give the Lord a hand clap of praise? But you can't dance until you're willing to listen to the music. Notice what verse 8 said of our reading Make me hear joy and gladness. What are you hearing? What is the narrator telling you in your head? Do you hear, do you hear joy and singing? Or do you hear disappointment, regret and sorrow? Somebody needs to tune their ear to the sound Amen, of celebration. Make me hear joy and gladness that the bones that you have broken may rejoice. We've heard the phrase, face the music. Well, best I was able to discover that phrase came from an old story that goes all the way back to ancient Japan. And there was a very wealthy nobleman who wanted more than anything else to play in the orchestra before the emperor problem was he couldn't play an instrument but he had enough money to buy influence with the conductor to give him a place where he could pretend to be playing a flute so the conductor took the price gave him a seat handed him a flute and said, now listen, when we play, you just hold the flute to your lips, I guess, however you do it, and just move your fingers. And so he uh, he was part of the orchestra. He went through all the motions of playing an instrument, but never actually made a sound. And the deception was successful until... The old conductor retired, and a new conductor took control. And the first thing that the new conductor wanted to do was have every uh, musician give to him a private uh, audition so that he could test the skill sets of all of the instrument players. Well, needless to say, the flute player got sick. but you can't be sick forever. So, he, so the conductor sent him to the royal physicians and they examined him and they brought back a report. There's nothing wrong with the flute player. So then the flute player got really sick. <laughs> but then he had to stand before the conductor and fess up and tell him that it was all a sham that he didn't know how to play the flute at all. And thus, he had to face the music. Well, let me say this. For, oh, I don't know, 25 years or longer, our services here at the worship place probably could be described as efficient, well-planned, with no downtime, Not a whole lot of wacky mistakes. Honestly, as the service leader, pastor, man in charge where the buck stops, I thought as long as the church didn't make a bunch of outlandish mistakes, revival would come, God would bless, people would attend, the crowd would grow and so forth. But about three or four years ago, a new conductor showed up. And the conductor's called the Holy Ghost. And the conductor told us, told me, told my wife, told others, I work through your vulnerability, not through your capability. So if you want me to do more, you're going to have to surrender more. You're going to have to let go more. You're going to have to give a place for me to work more. I don't work through your expertise. I work through your vulnerability. Hallelujah. So listen to me. Pretenders beware. There is a new conductor on the scene today. When your hands go up in the air, is it really worship? Or is it make-believe? When it's time to give and the plate is, I've heard this happens. I've never seen it with my own eyes. I've never heard of it happening here. It probably has, where people do a quarterback fake when it comes to the offering. What is that? Well, that's when the plate comes by. They go, but there's nothing in their hand. When you contribute, do you do it to be seen or do you do it as an act of worship to the Lord? Come on, somebody. Ever brought any sophisticated guest or family member to church and in the back of your, you never said it, but you thought it. I hope nobody does anything crazy today. And that's the very service that somebody broke out in the dance. But did you know that the Bible says praise him with a dance? If somebody dancing in the spirit embarrasses you, you are not a worshiper yet. It's time to dance. Dance in the sunshine. Dance in the thunderstorm. Dance in the blessed times. Dance in the lean times. Dance because you feel good. Good. Dance because your heart is broken. Oh, put your hands together, somebody. <sighs> David said, My sin is ever before me. You're going to be controlled either by regret or remission, by failure. Or faith. Satan wants you to live the rest of your life fighting for the victory. Jesus wants you to live the rest of your life fighting from the victory. Come on. If you're controlled by regret, if all you see is your failure, your uselessness, your weakness, then you're fighting for victory. But if you can live by faith, then you can fight from the victory. Don't you know all you have to tell the devil when he shows you your sin is show him the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross for you? Come on, somebody. I want to fight from the victory that Jesus won for every one of us on Calvary. Hallelujah. It is because of His sacrifice that we stand here before you, able to lift our hands and magnify the Lord. I don't want to be controlled by my past. I want to be controlled by the biblical future and destiny that God has promised me. Does anybody hear what I'm saying today? I want to be controlled by joy. Hallelujah. By peace. Come on, by the promises of God. And so the secret of continual struggle is, is that uh, our joy, is, it, it's, it's lost. Our inward. David said, I, I, my, I, I need a miracle on the inside of me. Remember the Psalm 51, to the chief musician, a Psalm of David when Nathan the prophet went to him after he had gone into Bathsheba. That means the entire scenario of lies, the house of lies that David built around the situation with Bathsheba and her husband's death now was going to become unraveled because at the end of the bony finger of the prophet of God were the words, thou art the man. We need a revelation. That's why David got a revelation. Create within me a clean heart. What are the bones that God broke? He didn't break his legs, it's the heart bone. Come on, it's the spirit bone. When God breaks us, He doesn't break our bodies, He breaks our spirits. Not so that we won't rejoice, not so that we can't rejoice, but so that we will learn to rejoice and rejoice with a power that will cause the demons in hell to shudder and shake their heads. He said this, create within me a clean heart and renew within me a right spirit. People say, can God still do creative miracles in 2023? Can I tell you something? When it comes to the heart and the spirit, that's the only kind of miracles that work. Create within me. Oh, hallelujah. Did you know the greatest miracles are those where he creates a a newness down in the depth of our heart and takes away the heart of stone and creates a heart that is of flesh and that is filled and written upon with the promises of the word of God. I want to tell somebody today, your heart, your days of heartbreak are over if you learn how to dance. God showed me last night that there's somebody who's been grievously hurt by religion and you had the dust and the debris of religion all over you and you said to yourself if I don't get this off of me it's going to move to the inside of me and it's going to poison me and then the next scene was you just walked right into an ocean a literal ocean and you begin to swim and to move and you begin to wash the dust of religious hurt off of your body and the spirit of the Lord said they're whole hallelujah I want to tell somebody God can create within you a clean heart a new spirit a positive outlook everything can be different it's time sometimes you just gotta dance sometimes you just gotta celebrate sometimes you just gotta give God the praise for what the Lord is doing for you Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And so Proverbs 18 and 14 says it this way. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear? In other words, the spirit of a person can withstand just about anything that can be done to the body. But if the spirit itself is wounded, Contemporary English version puts it this way Being cheerful helps when you are sick, but nothing helps when you give up. The definition of a wounded spirit is when somebody gives up. Don't give up, dance don't give up dance hallelujah hallelujah so my brother and i the older brother we were playing a game walking down the sidewalk and this involved not stepping on any of the cracks if you step on a crack you break your mama's back so we were having kind of a race down the sidewalk this way And after a while, the concentration is overwhelming. I mean, how long can you keep your, your mind? And so I thought, I need to call a timeout. So we didn't have a rule for a timeout, so I made one. I said, manhole covers are timeout. I saw a manhole cover coming up. And as I converged on the manhole cover, I stepped on it. I didn't know that it wasn't placed properly. It operated like a hatch door. (laughs) Uh, Thank God there was slush in the bottom of that. It was about a 10 or 12 foot drop. I don't want to tell you what broke my fall. Smelled terrible, but it worked fantastic. (laughs) And when my brother Gary saw what happened, I heard his voice and I looked up through the hole and there he is standing there looking down at me and he's going like this, take my hand. (laughs) I literally looked up, I didn't even try to stand, I was sitting waist deep. I said, I can't. I'm four years old. I can't. I'll pull you in. Why did I say that? Because I gave up. It was across the street from a Catholic church. And in a few minutes, here comes a priest. And his face shows up in the hole. He says, my son. Give me your hand. I said, no, father. Father. I can't. I said I can't because I gave up. Then a police officer shows up. He charged down there and got me and carried me up out of there. And uh, <laughs> and I tell you what, I learned a lesson that day. Don't give up. Prayers are just words if you give up. Don't give up. Helpers are no help at all if you give up. Don't give up. Worship is just annoying noise if you give up. But if you don't give up, it's the most joyous sound between heaven and earth. Even your friends are suspects if you give up. But if you don't give up, even somebody sitting beside you that you never met may have a word of wisdom or knowledge that could help you out of your dilemma come on somebody loving someone is not worth the pain if you give up but if you don't give up amen. life is all about loving the people that God has placed in your world life is not worth living if you give up but if you don't give up you find life and life more abundantly don't give up dance don't give up dance oh my God in the name of Jesus somebody needs to celebrate Don't complain. Celebrate. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Celebrate. It says, then will I teach transgressors. Hallelujah. All the difference between our church and a massive revival that these walls could not contain is if we could just have our Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Then I will teach transgressors and sinners will be converted. We want sinners to be converted independent of our relationship with God. The first move is on us. (laughs) Revival on the outside begins with the move of God on the inside. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But oh, if you could ever find your joy If you could ever recover your spirit of celebration, if we could ever, hallelujah, get past the scars of personal failure, transgressions, sins, and failures, look out world, hallelujah, because David learned to dance before the Lord with all of his might. If we'll dance before the Lord with all of our might, he'll work on the outside walls of the church with all of his might. And I'm going to tell you something. His might is much stronger than our might. But I'm ready to give it my all. How about you? 2 Corinthians chapter number 11, verses 22, reads like this. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. These are the words of Paul. In labors, more abundant. In stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths oft. Of the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes, save one. Thrice I was beaten with rods, once I was stoned. I suffered shipwreck, a night and a day I've spent in the deep. In journeyings, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils of the sea. And he goes on and on. What is it saying? Paul said, I've been beat up, but not beaten. Oh, praise God. I want to preach to somebody who's been beat up, but you haven't been beaten. Because you still got your praise on. Somebody needs to stand and worship the Lord in your pain. Somebody needs to worship God in your sorrow. Somebody needs to worship God in your failure. Somebody needs to worship God in the midst of the enemy attack. Hallelujah. 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 And so yesterday I read an article in one of the online, if you would stand with me, uh, papers. And it was a story about a woman, Tatiana Timon, 35 years old from South London. She was on the vacation of a lifetime. She traveled to a country. She was a dancer. She traveled to a country in Africa. I think it was called Kazumba. I don't know if that's the same as Zumba but it's spelled Kizumba. is an exercise dance, I think. This is where you dance with a man and woman, they dance. She went on a 10-day dancing uh, tour with a dancing group in Africa. While she was there, she was bitten by a mosquito. Because of the concerns of COVID, she didn't pay much attention to the anti-malarial uh, uh, things that should have been looked after. So consequently, when she got back to England, this mosquito bite turned into a lethal form of, um, of, of malaria that actually put her in a comatose state. She had to be rushed to the hospital. All she remembered was her friend putting her in the car, rushing her to the hospital. Then she passed out. And the article says when she woke up, she knew something had been done, but she wasn't sure what it was. But when she woke up, this woman who lived to dance had had her hands and her feet amputated. She was a quadruple amputee because of a sepsis infection that took over her. You say, oh, how sad and tragic. But in the story, she says, I found a way. (laughs) She's got a big smile on her face. No sad story to tell. She's going to learn how to do it with prosthetics. She's going to find a way and make a way to dance again. Can I tell somebody? Don't let the devil take your worship. Don't let him steal your song. Don't let him stop your dance. I don't care what you've lost. You still have Jesus. And if you have Jesus, you have a reason to celebrate. And so this is what I want to do. I feel like there's deliverance from trouble right here today. You might have, I don't know, you may have come in here loaded down with problems. And I want to say this. Don't let those problems get on the inside of you. The best way to keep the problems from getting on the inside of you, step out from where you are and bring your shout. Bring your... Bring your song. Bring your worship. Bring your dance. Bring your praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. You can shout through your trouble and your pain right now in the name of somebody needs to lift your hands. Mighty God. It's time to dance. It's time to magnify the Lord of hosts. The bones that you have broken are going to rejoice. Some of you said, well, why did God let this happen to me? God knew what He was doing. God knew what was going on. Sometimes the only way we learn lessons is through pain, and that goes for me too. Hallelujah. But those broken bones... Are gonna have to learn how to celebrate. Would you lift your hands right now and lift up the name of Jesus? Hallelujah! 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 This is how we fight our battles, this is how we undo what life has done to us. This is how we turn lemons into lemonade. This is how you get fragrance out of the crushed flower and it turns into sweet perfume. Hallelujah! 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 It's time to dance! It's time to dance! Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus! Woo! Yes! 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 Jesus! 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. If you still have hands, lift them up. If you still have a voice, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. If you still have feet, pick them up, put them down. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, hallelujah 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 thank you G I feel it I feel it the liberator the soul saver the mind restorer the heart mender in the name of Jesus The Creator's creating. He's creating new spirit, new heart, new mind. Yeah, yes, yes. All things are passing away. All things are becoming new. I'm not who I was when I walked in the building. Woo! 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 Dance! Dance!